0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? This is your boy Eric. I'm here with the usual suspects, Anthony, Shana, and we have a special guest coming in. Uh, they'll be here fairly soon, but... um. Jada, what's going on with you? What's happening? Not
1: much. Not much.
0: How was your week?
1: It's pretty good. My
0: my week was my me my week was okay until that whole Mueller report thing came out. What'd you think about it? How'd you feel?
1: I feel it. I feel like the like the news stations wasted a lot of time, you know, with the whole Russia 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 thing, yeah. and now that the Mueller report says. Right, because we don't know what it says. There's no collusion. Now what are they going to report about? I feel like a lot of the news outlets, instead of reporting on actual issues, they spent a lot of time, um, you know, alleging certain things and, you know, making Mm -hmm. speculations in regards to the the Mueller report that a lot of the issues went overlooked.
0: Yeah. I mean, but honestly, we don't know what's in the report until it's released. So at this point, we have a summary from – uh, Attorney General Barr William Barr, which basically is like a four page brief summary of what what's in it. So we, we he could have been selective with the stuff that he added. Mm-hmm. So it could be more you know damaging than we think. At yeah. this point, they're waiting. I think Republicans are um, Republicans and Democrats are both calling for for an open uh, release of of everything. So the whole report, which I think is about. Close to 300 pages. Are you um,
1: going
0: to read that? Who's, I'm not going to read all 300 pages. I'm waiting for somebody else to read it. <laughs> and, and, then you, I'll talk, you synopsis. and then we'll talk about it because I don't got time to read through 300 pages. Um, but I think people's overreaction to the whole situation is something I, I agree with you with. I think that media um, kind of sensationalized it a little bit. We should have waited for you know, more evidence to come out before we started to sort of jump to conclusions. But again, that doesn't mean he's not guilty of doing something um i think they're still waiting for like the southern district of new york to have a um some type of investigation they were doing that's related and so th- that could be more damaging and damning than i think uh we realized but overall i'm like you know i was disappointed but i'm like whatever i'm used to law enforcement not really <laughs> yeah fulfilling <laughs> fulfilling things right so uh at that point i was like whatever it is what it is let me just focus on stuff that actually matters and that's life work all other stuff Y'all talking about Jussie? No. Oh, no. no. We talking about the, the Mueller report. Uh, but we can touch what's on...
2: What's up, y'all? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but we speaking to Jussie. What did y'all think? What What truly happened? I don't know what's going on with this whole situation.
1: I think that the Chicago PD <coughs> fucked up so bad mm-hmm. that they had to drop the charges.
0: I think I agree with you. I think they may have released some evidence that they shouldn't have, or they tainted some evidence. Who knows? But their whole just handling investigation period was sloppy yes and chicago pd is known for doing that yes um so who knows if he's guilty who knows if he's innocent i just know that he hey he's off right he he got his uh, charges dropped so we really really never know and
1: i would rather that than the overcharging that they did
0: yeah i I definitely agree um because it happens too often like even looking at kwame kilpatrick You know he he has some issues in terms of like stealing money, um, you know some, some corruption. But they gave him what twenty three years, uh-huh. right? And then they gave my man, um, Paul Manafort, what seven years, eight years for, for he did worse crimes. He did worse, right? So it shows us there's injust injustices within just sentencing. So I'm glad that he was able to at least get off again. I don't know if he's innocent or, or guilty of of anything. Who knows? Yeah. But it was dropped. So okay. So um.
2: I mean, I, I want us to hop into the topic, but there is something for the hip hop corner that I think we should like at least touch on. Um, Cardi B scandal. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm seeing memes on Facebook like surviving Cardi B. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I,
0: what, what do y'all think? I, I mean, mean she, that's,
2: that's what equality is, though. I mean, if we're gonna drag the male entertainers, I mean, it like, so what? From what I gathered, she had an earlier video when she was a when she was you know an Instagram star where she said she she drugged men. Stole money, robbed them, yeah. And what else, like,
1: stolen money? And then she had another one where she uh, was saying, like, as a revenge to get back at you know, if somebody that cheats on you, you have sex with a tranny.
0: Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know what?
2: Part of me is like, man, this is kind of coming out because she's blowing up right now, right? That, that's not fair. But, I mean, I mean, if this is true, this is...
1: But I don't like how her apology attributes it to the, the quote-unquote culture. Because there are plenty of mm-hmm. people that don't do that.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think her situation... Right.
1: And they always try to attribute any type of degenerate behavior to, oh, that's just... No, that's not a part of hip-hop culture. Drugging nah. people and robbing them is not a part of the culture.
0: Not at all. Um, it isn't. I don't know what she... <laughs> I, it may be more common than we think, though. You, yeah, I mean,
2: well, I, one person did come out, but it was revealed that he was lying.
1: Yeah, I'm like, no. this doesn't
2: even sound right. Like, she stole an iPod?
1: So Why do you have that? I mean, I have yeah. one, but... I, <laughs> like, right.
0: So it's a lot of he says, she says, so we don't really know what the truth I is. I think she
1: made it up.
0: Why would she do that, though? She, I don't know. I think she
1: made that up to, um, you know, try to, I guess, be like, oh, you don't know what I had to do. This is what I had to do. Be
0: controversial. <laughs> But why? She's winning right now. She doesn't this need to. This was before. This is back in the day, though. This is before. Oh, okay. This like,
1: might have been, like, in between the time she was on Love and Hip Hop. In between, um, she started, you know, making music. And she was like, I work hard. And that, and that was one of the things that she did to work hard. Like,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I, she yeah. was
2: a controversial Instagram star. I mean, like, that's how she kind of got her popularity. She uh-huh. was controversial.
0: Yeah, she did come out of nowhere, though. I know she was on Love and Hip Hop and stuff. But I'm like. You know, she blew up. She had some su- way more success than other loving hip hop stars, yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, good for her, but again, the means of getting there, I don't quite believe what you know and what she was doing, but all right. neither here nor there. So, she moved into the main topic. We have a, a really good conversation today. Let's we're do have. this. Um, so last week I proposed an idea of us breaking down our top 20 favorite movies of all time. We, uh, we realized 20 was was a lot i think it was like 20 for or them. 25 25 for for them. <laughs> <laughs> 25 my, was a lot for me An, anthony has his
2: list ready so yeah, i a, yeah we
0: was like let's narrow this down to, to 10 to 15 10 i to got 15. 15 right now
2: 15 and that was hard
0: it was hard i got a lot of favorite movies um so we're gonna go from you know 15 down to num- number one which is our favorite who wants to start who wants to begin this? We so hit are we it?
1: gonna go like fifteen and then go like that, or are we just gonna go? Each person goes down your list.
0: No, let's do. Let's go.
2: Let's go one by let's one. Let's go one by one. One by yeah. one, you know.
0: So let's hit that uh, that uh, bell. Let's get into it. Who all wants right. to start?
2: Uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, number fifteen on my list is Friday. Okay. But, all, right. all right. I have. That's on my list. Okay. Okay. Same What's here? uh. All right, so since we're merging here, what, what number is on y'all list? I mean, we could still go around at the same time, but...
0: Yeah, i put number nine. Number nine?
2: Yeah. Number nine It's actually ugh,
1: number 11.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're close. All right, close. Uh, Friday is a classic to me. It's a movie I snuck and watched when I was younger. Um, it spoke to me because I didn't see many comedies that really, like, spoke to me when I was younger, and that fit in that category. Um star making role for Chris Tucker, yeah. Legendary One Liners, FaZe mm-hmm. On Love, Ice Cube, who, you know, was behind the scenes and co wrote it and was like actually part of the production team on that film. F. Gary Gray's first movie,
0: mm-hmm. you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 just amazing. I definitely agree. I think the yes. one thing that makes a good movie good is the quotability. Like you yes. can quote that right. you could quote multiple things within that movie. But um
1: not only do people quote Friday. People know the whole
0: script. They know the whole script. Yeah, that's true. So I'm I'm surprised you put it at 15. I thought I thought it'd be a little bit. Listen,
2: man, I tried my uh, best. The films that are like before this, they mm. deserve that spot. It's just it, personal favoritism. That's true.
0: That's yeah. true. So I can yeah, and you, you're the you're the um, cinephile. So, so yeah. you
2: well, got it's this. It's just subjective right here. These that's lists are true. subjective.
0: So I guess I'll go. My number 15 is Whiplash. So okay. Whiplash starring awesome. Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons. Um, Essentially, about a young musician who's who's trying to make his way. He's a um, drummer. Um, he's his instructor is this crazy guy. This man is, is just nuts. One Played best, by J.K. One of the JK best Simmons. villains of all time. <laughs> seriously, seriously. And being a musician myself, I definitely felt a connection to it. Um, I definitely loved just the script. I love. I loved everything about this movie. I didn't put it as you know low on the list because I felt that it was. Um, <laughs> there was parts where it could have been better, but I mean it's a solid movie. One of my Again, top fifteen favorites.
1: Okay, uh, my fifteen is Black Dynamite. Uh, okay, okay. Black Dynamite. That's how a spoof is supposed to be done.
0: Yeah,
1: I think Michael Jai White did a good job. Um, Adrian Young did a fantastical job with the with the music. Yeah. in that film. So, yep, that's my number fifteen. They got they had the spinoff cartoon. I still got to go check some. that one out. Oh yeah. Yeah, me
0: too. I, mean, so I got to see it.
2: But I have heard good things about it, so yep, that's my number fifteen so so what you just said was that your eleven or
0: also oh, no, that was my f- 15th. fifteen
2: okay, so everybody has fifteen yes. yeah, we have our fifteen all right. in, all right, perfect. I got a guest coming, but he'll he'll just play catch up all right.
0: uh, cool, cool, cool. um any 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 uh anything want to add about the fifteen that y'all think are is important to talk about your movie or? it's
2: difficult I thought I thought, <laughs> right. I thought whiplash would have been on my list because I love whiplash, but like yeah. I said, I really. I really thought about this list long and hard. I really I know. wanted on it. Did there. you
1: guys notice any patterns with your list? Like, do you have multiple movies with the same director, same actors?
0: Not necessarily. I feel like a lot of my stuff was more so 90s, mm-hmm. 2000-ish. Because, again, that's when I grew up.
2: It's nuanced to what I like. I mean, I do have one or two movies by the same director, but it's not like that the whole list.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to start with 14. Okay. I put this at 14 because I. it's a classic but it goes a little too long. Titanic.
1: Titanic. Okay. Titanic is. Classic. Titanic is
0: fourteenth. Um, everyone we don't knows take the, the story. Oh, <laughs> we didn't take. The shot. <laughs> a- oh, y'all got take a shot, All right. All right. Everybody loves Titanic. Everyone knows the story of Titanic. Um, <sighs> Leo DiCaprio. Did you uh, cry when Winslet. Jack died? I was. I was sad. And I was just mad that again she could have saved my man. Like Jack, he could have literally fit on that little plank, but she but, played. But
1: like, who would have held it up though? So they would have
0: floated along the. Now, this was
1: back when, like, movies took a year to come out. Yeah. So I saw it multiple times at the movie theater.
0: Yeah. Again, I put it at 14 because I still think it's too long. They could have cut some of these scenes out. But yeah. it's a classic. It's one of those that, that you're probably going to think of immediately, if you, especially in our generation. That's, like, the one that you point. Like, all right, Titanic is the one that that, that blockbuster, that mm-hmm. first real big blockbuster that was ever out.
2: James Cameron was against the odds on that one because mm-hmm. that movie cost a lot to make, it did. Yeah. and when it first came out, it didn't really sell.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: it was like later on in the in in the months that it became a box office hit. Yeah,
0: took some time. Yeah. Who wants to go? No. <clears throat> well,
1: oh, my number fourteen is Lucky Number Eleven.
2: It's a very good.
1: Movie. That is a good one. Yeah,
0: I didn't think about putting every it on time
1: list. I watch it. It's like I've never seen it before. Mm. Like I I'm like oh my god, the twist,
2: but I know yeah. <laughs> the twist. It's a nice
0: writing So put that on my list. I didn't think about that.
2: So which so that's it. That's why you like it because of the twist or? I
1: like it because of I like the twist. I I love I like Josh. Uh he, he doesn't do a lot of movies. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> he does. He
1: doesn't do a lot of movies. They had, a, they had um mm-hmm. yeah, he is they had an all-star cast. Ben mm-hmm. Ken- Sir, Ben Kinsley, Morgan Freeman. Bruce Willis, Lucy Liu.
0: Yeah, that was solid for sure.
2: Very solid movie. Um, I got a classic at number fourteen. I thought I would put it higher, but like I said, it it deserves a spot. Uh, fourteen. I got Casino. Okay, that's, a that's good on one.
1: my list. That's my number twelve. I didn't put it on my list, but that's, that's a on good my, one. That's my twelve.
2: That's one of Scorsese, you know, the the goats of filmmaking. Yeah. One of his best films. Um, yeah. basically, Goodfellas in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Joe Pesci playing another volatile role. Uh, Robert De Niro plays the straight man this mm-hmm. time around. Sharon mm-hmm. Stone, you know, she did her um,
1: motherfucking
2: thing in that movie. Yeah. She did. Sharon Stone was amazing. You know, again, yeah. another all-star cast. Don Rickles mm-hmm. killed it. Everybody killed it. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's a classic,
0: man. I ain't got to say much about yeah, that. That's my one. number twelve. Mm. Oh, yeah, number twelve. Okay. All right. Thirteen. Who wants to start?
2: You start with Anthony. I'll start. Um, uh, number thirteen to me is Memento. Okay. So Christopher yeah. Nolan, you know, this is one of his films, you know, Pre the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. um by the man played by Guy Pearce who has um he he remembers his wife being murdered, but after that he doesn't remember much else because he had a head injury, so he's trying to find a man who murdered his wife. The film goes in reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the way, just the way Christopher Nolan made it was just legendary. It's based off a, of, it's based off of a story written by his brother Jonathan Nolan, who co-created Westworld. Mm-hmm. Everything about this movie just connects to me. There's the writing, the directing is very inspiring. Um, have y'all seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a classic movie, man. So I yeah. got Memento.
0: Awesome, awesome. Shayna,
1: uh-huh. my want? number thirteen is the remake of Imitation of Life.
0: Okay. Oh, I, d- I didn't see that one. Um,
1: the second version, I think it came out in the 1950s. The initial version came out in the 30s. So I ne- was, was, I've never
0: seen it in its entirety.
1: Was this with the white mother or the black mother? This is the one with the black mother with the biracial daughter who could pass. Mm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it in its in full entirety. Um, I love that I heard one. it's good. Though. Yeah, it's a very good movie. For sure. For sure. All right. Anthony's going to be mad at me for this one? Number 13, The Shining. <laughs> Shining's dope. Yeah. I, thought you, I, I know you. I know you like. Um, I thought. You, I'm sure you wanted me to have it in the top ten, but thirteen well, was, was kind I mean where I put Like it. this
2: is nuanced here, so like it's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: so, just a scary, terrifying movie. I mean, you know, Jack Nicholson did his thing. You know, Shelley Duvall. Um, yeah, I, I definitely probably one of of the top horror movies that I, I've seen. Um, I just had other things I kind of liked. I put ahead of it. Again, it's subjective, like we said. Yeah. There's some things I like a little bit better. But again, this is solid. This is my uh, one of my favorite horror movies. Um, yeah.
2: The thing about Stanley Kubrick, though, is that he was such an abusive director, especially to Shelley Duvall. Like, he made people on set, like, not talk to her and yeah. put her put her in a frightened space. Oh, wow. So, like, when you see her, oh, like, she's really, like, anxious and stuff. Like, it's one of those things about, like, a genius director being an asshole, like uh-huh. Hitchcock. Yeah. But the film is great. i give you that. It's just, like... Kubrick was just such a like authoritative like filmmaker.
0: He tried to get the most out of his actors, right? Yeah, you got you to gotta put them in situations where you know it makes them uncomfortable because it's going to bring more to the character. So I understand that.
2: Yeah. yeah, I understand it. I just don't approve of it, but I understand it.
0: Okay. Um,
2: so where were we at? We had oh, 12. twelve. Okay. I
0: will start number twelve. Forrest Gump.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Forrest Gump is one of, I watched it all the time growing up. I just loved his character. Um, obviously, he he had mental issues. He had some type of disability that was never kind of recognized or described. He
2: was just slow. He was a little slow, simple minded, but like, he, like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, but even <laughs>
0: even though he was simple minded, a little slow, the things that he was able to do in his life was kind of amazing. Like this guy played football for Alabama, like he, you know. So he got to see all these things. He ran across the country, um, and just his relationship with Jenny was was kind of my favorite sort of relationship that showed the complexity of sort of, you know, him being this open-minded, kind of s- slow individual, but he saw the best in people. And then Jenny was like going down his dark path, but even then he was like, you know, I still love you regardless, right? Um so yeah, put it at 12, outside of the top 10, but again, it's very, very good film. My number
1: 12 was already mentioned, Casino.
0: Okay.
2: Oh okay. Right. <laughs> Anthony, so what like, you doing? So like, what, I mean, so like, what do you love about casino? You personally,
1: I like the the acting. Like, I yeah. love Sharon Stone in that movie. Yeah, she
2: like
0: did
1: she's, do her thing. Uh, yeah, she did her thing in yeah, that movie. Um, it it's actually I have three my movies on my <laughs> list. Yeah. It's the first one, but yeah, I love Casino. I just remember just the first time I watched it. Um, was it uh, about? I want to say two thousand six was the first time I saw it, and I just instantly like fell in love with it. And I was like, I have to own
2: this movie, and I watched it quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. I feel like that movie is like a novel in cinematic form. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. a, just a long epic story, which is something Scorsese is great at with making uh, mob films. Um, okay, so I guess I'm I'm next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. So eleven, <laughs> I got Boogie Nights. Okay. Oh uh, man! Listen, man. That's oh, yeah, a good one. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, man. I see. I thought y'all would. I thought y'all wasn't gonna know this one. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, man. He's one of my favorite directors. Uh, probably my favorite director. Um. So if you don't know about this film, this film is set in the 1970s, and it's about a man who's an aspiring porn star, mm. uh, taken under the wing of Burt Reynolds, who runs like a porn studio. And there's kind of like a father-son dynamic there. There's the the way the 1970s are like uh, accurately depicted. Yeah. You know, you got. You got Marky Mark, you got Don Cheeto, you got Julianne Moore, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman when he was first like getting his shine, John C. Riley, William H. Macy. Just this this whole cast is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You got Nicole Ari Parker. You know, it's just it's just a great movie to me cuz it goes fast like a Scorsese movie. This was before Paul Thomas Anderson like found his own voice as a director. So, yeah, I just love Boogie Nights, man.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I put it for number 11, do the right thing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. As okay, we, that's my number said. two. Yeah, it, that's, yeah, so do the right thing for me was one of those things where one of those movies where um, the racial tension in that mm-hmm. was so well depicted. Right, it was just like this this New York. oh, was it Bronx or Brooklyn.
2: Uh, I think it was Brooklyn. It was Brooklyn. Brooklyn. It was definitely Brooklyn.
0: It's like this Brooklyn streets. You have this sort of um, mix of people: Italians, Blacks, you know, um, Hispanics, D- D- Dominicans, whatever. This group of people who are kind of forced to live with each other is hot. And then now you have this sort of one event that sparks this whole, you know, racial debate, racial tension. And Spike Lee did an amazing job. He should have won something for that. Yes. But again, he was he was kind of new. Um
2: I feel like they gave him a a, a war for black Klansman to make up for that. I think
0: I agree. I agree. But um I would say Spike Lee, that was when he truly solidified himself as one of the top five, ten directors mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Very
1: good, yep, Shane. My Eleven was already mentioned Friday. Okay,
0: a okay. super quotable movie. Okay, so we're down to, to the top ten. Top ten. Before we go into the top ten, what made these ten movies your personal favorites? Uh, repeatability, impact, influence.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, you know, it's in my right breast, man. It's in my <laughs> heart and in Inic- my heart. T-
1: initial impact on me. Yeah. It's what made my top 10. And like he said, like the the uh, the ability to like to to watch the movie again and then not be be old.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, that's some of the similar stuff, too. Like I chose these movies based off of, again, personal experience growing up and just watching the films and enjoying it. And then as I get older, seeing it from a different perspective and still like getting more out of it. Right. Seeing a different context and the nuance within it. It makes it it makes it unique, and it, it makes it a good, solid film. Because again, at nine or ten years old, when I'm watching a movie, you know, in the late '90s, I don't truly understand everything that's depicted. But now, when I'm you know 28, 29, I can understand and sort of grasp these these concepts. So, um,
2: yeah, and these are movies that you know get better with time too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when you're younger, you know what I mean. You don't really understand what what you're watching, right? But as you get older, like like Friday. I, I just love the simplicity of it. Like, it just takes yeah. place in a day. And, you know, he learns lessons as well. You know, John Witherspoon, I love that scene <laughs> between him and Ice Cube. He's like, look, what happened to the days where you use your fist? Right. Now you got to grab a gun. Yeah. And, and Ice Cube was like, Dad, I need this for protection. You don't need that for protection. Right. You know, like, and it's just like you, you learn lessons for some of these films,
0: you mm-hmm. know. I agree. Um, who wants to start? This is a big one.
2: These are the big ones. Uh, you want to start? Y'all want to start? Uh, t-
1: my number 10 is higher learning. Oh, that's a good
2: oh. one. Very good one. Oh,
0: That's really good.
1: Higher learning. Uh, I saw this at the movies. Telling mm. my age a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, the initial impact on me, um, I, and then as I got older, mm. I picked up on minor things. Mm. Like one of the last scenes of the movie where Remy and Omar Ebb's character, um, when uh, Omar Ebb's character was running down the stairs and the police just immediately were aggressive mm-hmm. with him, beat yep. him up. But when the cops approached uh, Remy, which is Michael Rapoport's character, they were, were sympathetic. Oh, you can still be an engineer. <laughs> right. You know, stuff like right, that. Right, right. Like, like I, the more I watched it, the more I learned, the more I saw the, like, the subtle messages.
0: I still view Michael Rappaport as Remy. a Nazi. Yeah, right. This neo Nazi <laughs> kid. Like, I can't get it out of my head. Given the right role, he's he's pretty good. I like Michael Rappaport's humor. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, John Singleton, man, you know, his films in the 90s, like, just made him like an authoritative voice in film. Yeah. You know, Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning, Poetic Justice, uh-huh. Baby Boy in the, I want to say, late 90s, right. early like 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. yeah. Speaking of John
0: Singleton, I, I chose Boys in the Hood. Okay. Okay. Number That's 10. my number two. Oh, Boys in the Hood was one of those movies that anyone living in the hood needs to watch, right? Right. <laughs> it right. got messages in there. Um, and it just showed you, like, you got you have a genuinely good kid who's trying to do, do right, who's sort of sucked into this world, even though he's not a part of it. He doesn't want to be a part of it. It's just... That's just the nature of the hood.
1: Even though it's because of where he is, even though he has everything that he needs. Right.
0: That's true. Like his father was supportive even though, you know, they, they were um his mom and his dad were separated. His father is still supportive, providing him with some guidance, reassurance. His girlfriend played by Nia Long, she supported him through the way, throughout the way. Um but at the end of the day, he sometimes you just kinda of fall back into that space. When we live in the hood, you can try to escape it, but you can't. So it was a solid movie. John Singleton always does his job.
2: Solid roles by uh, Morris Chestnut, oh, like yeah. Ice Cube. Ricky! <laughs> you know, it's very when impressive.
0: he got shot, though, I cried. It was a tear. It was a tear. Yeah, it's a
2: very impactful scene. That's like the first of its kind with that kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, John Singleton, man, he's 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 a legend. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: like I mean, Ice Cube was just like, he just killed that. You know what I'm it saying? It was natural like, to him. Man. Man. Yeah. It was just like you saw like the quote unquote like, you know, you know, criminal or whatever in him. But you also saw the love that he had for Ricky.
2: Yeah. The human in him.
1: The human. Yeah. 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 Like he like he had love for Ricky. He was protective of Ricky. Mm. And, you know, even with all he did, he still,
2: you know, kind of failed in that yeah. regard, I guess, in his eyes. And, you no know, another thing, after doing that film, you know, he did Friday because he wanted a film set in the hood that kind of had, like, a lighthearted tone to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. He says not everything is sad in the hood. Yes. Because yes. uh, yeah. everybody was going off that li- that didn't live in the hood. Everybody was going off boys in the hood. So he mm-hmm. said he wanted to bring Friday to bring a lighthearted tone to it.
0: Oh, yeah. So what about you, Ant?
2: So we at 10? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, look. Listen to me. Listen to me, all right? Oh. <laughs> Drive oh yeah yeah. yeah. so look drive to me you know it was kind of a it was kind of a milestone because you know i always knew ryan Gosling had talent i always knew he was a talented actor but Mm -hmm. with this movie like that was like the first role where i saw him play like the strong silent type Mm -hmm. because i always looked at him as like oh you know he's like he's the eye candy on stage right but uh i think like that was a nuanced role for him because he barely says anything he talks but he's kind of like the shy guy who's like a driver but also like a hitman, and like mm-hmm. the movie is strange, but I like the way it captures an '80s vibe in a present day setting, mm-hmm. and it like it shows like the night light, the nightlife of L.A. I really like the way Drive was made, so I got Drive.
0: And Ryan Gosling is your favorite actor. So, you know.
2: Well, I mean, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> you say he was, like, better than Denzel. Right. I never said— can't, See, I hold up, can't get over it. Up. Up. <laughs> I know she's just messing with me, but I never said he was better than Denzel. I said, said with his, time, he could be up there with Denzel. Mm,
0: I think I know. I think I heard differently. I heard differently. <laughs>
2: well, I know I never said that, man. We can replay the clip. I hope that TV works, man. We can, we can replay the episode.
0: Oh, man. Um— Number nine, I chose Friday. Okay. So, as we, for all the reasons we explained, that's why I chose Friday.
2: Okay, hold up. We gotta hit the oh, bell sorry. every number, bro. Okay. That's right. So, nine, you got Friday for you.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, my number nine is Bamboozled. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: yeah. Bamboozled's Although, all right, go ahead. So, you can, you can do your thing.
1: It's the only Spike Lee movie on my list. But the initial, I saw this in high school, mm-hmm. and, like, the initial impact that it had on me, it just made everything click. Yeah. Like, oh, this is why certain things are on TV. This is why, this is, like, it, like, expl- like it was an over-exaggeration, mm-hmm. the, the TV show that they had. But I think that was what was, n- like, necessary to get the message across. Yeah. Yeah. And the first time I watched it, I watched it with a friend who wasn't necessarily deep. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God, this movie is so deep. Like, it, like, and we had a conversation for about maybe two or three hours. And we, like, mm-hmm. what, 15 years old? Wow. About, you know, certain things that are on television and things like that. Like, after the movie went off.
2: Yeah. You know, um, I feel like with a movie like that. And I know, Ryan, you was about, I know you was about to say something, Eric. What was you about yeah. to say?
0: I was going to say, out of the Spike Lee movies, the way that it was filmed was kind of strange to mm-hmm. me. I didn't like that part about it, but again, the message was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my only peppy with that.
1: I loved yeah. how like Jada Pika was the voice of reason. Yeah, even when he didn't listen, even when uh, Damian Wayne, the main character, didn't listen to her.
0: Yeah, but I, and uh, I will on that too, real quick. Um, the idea of him looking to get fired, like he was literally, he was just like he was All trying right.
1: to get fired. Like he right. wanted to make the worst <laughs> show. The most offensive show and then ever. Then it traveled,
2: <laughs> right?
0: But that's that's because we love stuff like that. It's just yeah, American I mean, nature.
2: I mean, I feel you the know? film like like it just. Bringing the minstrel show back into like um like 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 into like a satire frame like that, I feel like Spike mm-hmm. Lee was just on the nose. Mm-hmm. Damon Wayans' performance was great, like the way he just changed his voice like the whole <laughs> film mm-hmm. to sound what's his name De La Croix. De La Croix. De La
0: Croix. De La Croix. <laughs> and, uh,
2: <laughs> I love I love the scenes with Paul Mooney on stage yeah. where he's telling his humor and like like off stage like he's like a father that like you know kind of like was never really there for Damon Wayans' character, mm-hmm. and they got like those little simple moments between each other. Yeah, I love Bamboozle.
0: And the whole—I don't know if y'all knew, but um, even with blackface in the menstrual period, there were black performers doing that. Like that was the thing. Um, yeah. And that brings it to the context of like whatever the audience wants, right? Whatever mm-hmm. the, the society thinks is important, you got to kind of conform to it. Um,
1: the Roots did an awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Roots were in, there yeah. they were the house band. Yeah, most def was in there.
2: Most,
0: uh, uh, yeah, most def, Charlie
1: yeah. Baltimore, MC Search. Yeah. Michael
2: Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. <laughs> so <he's in> <laughs> My God.
0: All
2: right. So that, that was 10 we just did?
0: That was nine. nine. Oh, that
2: was nine. Okay, nine to me, one of the best action films of all time. Okay. Um, Heat. Heat.
1: Man, uh, that gun scene was a cinematic masterpiece.
2: Yeah, man. Michael Mann, one of the best action directors of all time. You got Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Like, not the first film they were in together because they were in The Godfather Part Two, but the first film where they acted together side by side. You know, and there, there's a scene in the middle with this diner scene where they both kind of confront each other. That's like one of the best scenes ever just because of, of the acting. Mm-hmm. You got a man who's a robber, a man who's a cop, who in another life, if they didn't have these careers, they'd probably be old friends. And it's just like, I just love the way this movie is told. It's a simple story, you know, basically cop chasing a robber, but it's not told in a simple way. It's told in an epic way. Mm. Have you seen Heat? I haven't seen Heat. Nope. Oh, and borrow this, it. man. <laughs> <laughs> borrow this and watch this, man. You gotta this, see I gotta see, this you one. Gotta that's see. That's heat. the 90s, man. You gotta uh, watch you Heat. You gotta see Heat. Okay.
0: I knew why I brought these for a, for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to eight. All right. So for number eight, I chose Saving Private Ryan. Okay. I still gotta peep that one. Saving Private a, its It's a, it's a solid a one. It's a classic. So this was came on... T- Nineteen ninety eight, one of the first probably like war movies I saw. I was eight years old at the time, so you gotta you know give me some some uh, slack. No, but um, <laughs> so it's Tom Hanks. He's basically taking his guys um, behind the lines to find James Ryan, who was one of the three brothers who were lost in combat. Um, and he's kind of just going through this whole them trying to find him, and then like the war scenes and the like. It's just gruesome. It was
1: <laughs> we gotta get to the why, though why are they trying to save Private
0: Ryan? They try hold on, let me let me fit in my recap. So, and we're gonna get a recap. So uh, Captain John Miller takes his uh, men behind Emily lines to find private James Ryan, whose three brothers have been killed in combat, surrounded by uh, the brutal realities of war. while searching for Ryan, each man embarks upon a personal journey, journey and discovers their own strength to triumph over an uncertain future. With horror, decency, and courage.
1: Like that scene.
0: It was like it, it was made rough. Me,
1: like the scene, like the scene oh. where they were typing up the letters. That kind of yeah. made me emotional because it's like, wow, like we're about to report <sighs> this, like this bad news to this mother, yeah. like that she's lost her, like her multiple kids.
0: But it's the reality of that time. Like, think about how many kids. These were young boys who, like, mm-hmm. eighteen years old, fresh out of school, like, who were thrown into pretty much death. Like you, this is uncertain. this is pre, you pretty much going to die if you go there for the most part. Um and just like seeing some of the gruesomeness like
1: Yeah, that scene on the beach.
0: The scene on the beach that was horrible. Beach. And it just had me like just anxious. I'm just sitting there just like God. yeah. I mean,
2: I you know, Spielberg, he's an, he's another goat of filmmaking. Um I feel like he's at his underrated best when he gets grim. So like yeah. I, so like I love Schindler's List and I love Munich. Both films where oh, he gets grim and like in his depictions of like the violence and like political violence too. Yeah, um, I was gonna
0: ask Shemesh Schindler, list on this, but I didn't. Um, it's a powerful movie. Man. It is. It's a really good one.
2: But right, I'm gonna check that one out, man. That's one of those classics I still haven't seen yet.
0: Who wants to go next? We're at number eight.
2: Number eight. Okay, I got this one. Um, classic, classic, right here. No country for old men. You know what? That was a good one.
0: I wouldn't put it in my top fifteen, but it was a good one. That's solid. Yeah, it was solid.
2: Yeah man, when I saw this movie originally allegedly, uh my mom and I uh saw this like on on bootleg. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> but the thing was, the film was so good, we ran out to the theater the next day. <laughs> you did? Yeah, we ran out to the theater we the next day. T- we said this 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 movie's too good to just watch at home. And the Coen <laughs> brothers made it. Coen brothers are amazing. Yeah. Javier Bardem, his probably his best role in his in his career, one of his best. I got to give him his just due. He's he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. It's, simple plot, you know. Um, yeah. Homeboy was walking around trying to hunt. Should have minded his business. Came across a bag of money. Got hunted. <laughs> got, hunted got hunted down. Well, yeah. I don't I don't want to give away the ending, but he got hunted down by a man that's like just like. Just has no emotion, <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. No, yeah, whatsoever. And it's just—it's just one of the best films ever, man. You got Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Tommy Lee Jones, Woody Harrelson, uh, mm. Kelly McDonald from uh, Boardwalk Empire. It's just a great list, great cast.
0: How come I could never find a bag of money just sitting somewhere? Because uh, you it.
2: might have an Antoine <laughs> Anton Chigurh ch- chasing after you, bro. That's
0: why. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> okay, my number
2: eight
1: is Godfather Two. Okay. okay. It's, it's probably one. one of, if not the only sequel that's, mm-hmm. in my opinion, better than the original.
2: What about Terminator 2, though? Right. <laughs> what about Terminator Rock- what about Rocky is 2? Terminator 2 is better than the original. Aliens. Well, a- no, no.
0: Well, that's debatable. Yeah, like, they're that's they're debatable
2: both up there. Though. They're both up there.
0: Star, Star Wars.
2: Well, no. Empire yeah. Strikes Back is good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, so yeah,
1: Godfather 2. Um, I didn't see the Godfather series until about 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. bought the series as a gift to my dad, not knowing, like, is this something that you even really want? just thought it was cool. It came in a cool leather box. Right. So I just decided to sit down and watch it one day. So I watched Godfather 1. Yes, yeah, it's good. It's great. But then I watched Godfather 2. I'm like, oh, I love this movie. Like, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, mm-hmm. like, did their thing uh diane keaton yeah. like like the the guy that played the little brother okay. I, john yeah. Cazale. are you
2: talking about uh sunny
1: yep sunny yep. yeah yeah
2: yeah uh that's James like, Con.
1: such a fuck up and i kind of feel like and fredo fredo yeah, yeah fredo i kind of feel like d'angelo barksdale's kind of modeled after fredo like on the wire
0: oh
2: d'angelo
1: the, the Angela, a- a- Avon Boxdale's little brother.
2: Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, he wasn't as slow as Fredo, but yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, was he, was, he was modeled after that a little bit.
0: I can't tell you how many Godfather teas I seen growing up. Like, yeah. Everybody had the Godfather.
2: My <laughs> mom loves that movie because, you know, the the film, it goes by, I'm, I'm mostly talking about the first and the second one. It goes by like sweet wine. You know, it goes mm-hmm. down slow. It yeah. takes its time to get with the story. You know, like that wedding scene was probably like 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking about the first one, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I love
0: both of those films. Yeah, awesome. Where we at now? Seven. Seven. All right. For number seven, I went with Black Panther.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: And we really don't even need to talk about. Black Panther. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we had a whole, whole episode. episode. Oh, we had a whole episode. But yeah, Ryan Coogler's uh was it third film? No, shoot, second.
2: I want to say third because yeah, there's Roof Station, Creed, and then Yeah, it's that. yeah this Creed. is his third film.
0: Third film. Yeah, solid. Loved, loved everything about it. Um, cinematography. C- cinematography is amazing. design. Yes. Mm-hmm. They definitely um, killed it with the costumes, for sure.
1: Everything, but. But? Forrest Whitaker's accent.
0: Yeah, that was a little messed up. <laughs> yeah. Wait. He tried.
2: Did I skip 12? Wait, what? Wait, did you skip 12? Hold on. What was your number 12? Oh, The Dark Knight. You did. Oh, you you skipped. Wow. How did you skip so, just, just now notice it? How did you I don't know, man. It? I didn't I didn't know I didn't know I skipped twelve. But I mean Dark Knight's oh, a great bro. movie. We can Heath Ledger was great. We can go back to what you were talking about with yes. Black Panther.
0: Yeah, just a uh, great movie, great action movie. Uh one of my favorite uh Marvel movies so far. One of the favorite one of the favorite Marvel movies.
2: <laughs> you can say it, man. One. It's nuanced, man. If it's your favorite, say it's right. your favorite.
0: Um uh, but yeah, that's it for me.
2: Okay. What we at seven? Seven. Okay. Um, oh, classic film. Uh just, just a film about life, really. The color purple. Okay. Yeah. I love the color yeah. purple, man. Just like the, the cast, the directing. I still gotta read the original novel. But um
0: Oprah did her thing, right?
2: It doesn't come off as a Steven Spielberg movie. It uh-uh. just it's just it just is a movie. Like it's a black movie, but it's a movie, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I feel like he, he he captured the essence of the story really well. You know, you got Danny Glover, Whoopi, Oprah. You know, Lawrence Fishburne, um, Ray Dawn Chong,
1: Ray Dawn Chong,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Avery. You know, you got just just a list of just just hard hitters in that in that film. Um, star making film for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody in that movie. Yeah, I love The Color Purple. Man, it's powerful. It's dramatic. It's funny. It's it's life.
0: Yeah. Seven
1: we are on seven? Yeah. Yeah, we're okay. on seven. My number seven is Men's to Society.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Men's to Society. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think um, within the context of the time, mm. it was like, when you look at it within the, the context of what was going on in LA at the time the movie was made, it just makes it an even better movie to me. Yeah. Lorenz Tate- Killed like, it. Killed so, yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, That's yeah, I movie.
2: just- There's a lot of quotables in that movie, too. (laughs) That film film starts off raw. Like, the opening scene in the convenience store, like goodness
1: uh, which i kind of think was like a playoff of the you know the incident that happened with i can't remember her name
2: with the I'm talking about with the um the the asian uh oh, that, that, yeah, shot the yeah. lady. that shot the shot
1: girl, the girl. Yeah, that remember. shot the girl yeah got her name so that's why i said when you look at it within the context of the time period where the movie was made that makes Man. it like that makes me love the film even more
0: i just remember remember when he was hopping over the fence got shot in the back with the shotgun
2: so like, uh, there's always the age old argument about menace versus boys in the hood. And yeah. I think boys in the hood give, brings more hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's more optimistic. Menace to Society is more like straight up, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up yeah. to you if you want to change, but this is what it is.
0: And then don't be a menace to South Central while drinking, <laughs> drinking <laughs> juice. In the hood. Yeah. That was a good one. That's a good comedy. That was hilarious.
2: Yeah, Menace to Society is great, man. All
0: right, let's move on.
1: Number six.
0: Number six. Um, Goodwill Hunting.
1: Okay.
2: Solid movie.
0: Solid, very solid yes, movie. Yes. I love uh I, I'm just a, a huge fan of Robin Williams. Like his his acting is amazing. Yeah. Matt Damon's um their Boston accents. I they're from Boston. They're from Boston. But it was kinda over exaggerated Boston accents. Yeah. But
2: Matt and Ben wrote that movie.
0: They did. Uh-huh. They did. Yeah. So basically Will Hunting, he has a genius level IQ, um, but he's working as a janitor at MIT. He solves this equation on the board. They're trying to figure out, like, who did it. So They're going through all the students, like, oh, did you solve this equation? And then um, they found out that um, Matt Damon's character did it. And so he's he was working under – well, first off, he was, he was working under a professor. Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah, Peter Sarsgaard, who said that he needs to talk to a psychiatrist, which was Robin Williams' character. And it just talks about this whole dynamics between um, Robin Williams' character, Matt Damon, and just sort of figuring out who he is um, – you know what he wants to do what in his life and where he wants to be. So it's good.
2: That's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid movie. And you know, you had Minnie Driver in that too. Yeah. You did. Yeah. And you had Casey Affleck in there. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a solid movie, man. Mm-hmm. A- any other notes on that
0: one? Nope. That's it for me. Okay.
1: Number uh, my number six is Lean on Me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, quack, you you like crack boy you smoke crack
2: don't you you smoke crack don't quack, you just don't jump off the business Baby and kill yourself more
1: expeditiously like expeditiously I had to go look that up this is back in the day where you could we didn't have computer I had to look up expeditiously in the dictionary I had to look it up
2: too and then that
1: whole scene where he was arguing with his boss like I'm the HNIC so and let's the go
2: like, get
1: I- let's go get something to eat like that's how we apologize hey, to each real. other like we, let's go get some drinks Let's go Like we'll say something Like oh, kind of mean or disrespectful to each other Then let, Let's go get something to eat I
2: love the one scene Where the one professor The, the white professor Is like What, what, what does H&IC mean <laughs> <laughs> Ladies like Head nigga in charge man. Like, <laughs> oh, man
0: That's such a good movie
2: That is a great movie man It's, it's one of Morgan a- Freeman's
0: Best performances Yes Does yes. Morgan Freeman Was he ever young though I swear <laughs> He
2: was young He was oh, it's He just was not, younger And it's just not, on me It's just not documented But <laughs> right. he was young He was young <laughs>
0: Where'd uh, you learn
1: that song What's all to you?
2: (laughs) 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 Come on, man, sing it. (laughs) I love that film. that should have been on my list. (laughs) That's a great movie, man. All right, it's on you. Um, Oh, it's a no-brainer, man. I got Goodfellas. Okay, Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. which to me, I mean, any, any film could be your favorite Martin Scorsese film, but this is my favorite Martin Scorsese film. You know, I just feel like, again, another film I snuck and watched. My <laughs> yeah. mom didn't want me to see. Um, Joe Pesci, again, volatile, but playing a great volatile role. Robert De Niro as the OG gangster. Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. one of his best roles. Snitch. Lorraine, <laughs> Lorraine Brasco, you know, uh, as yeah. Ray Liotta's girlfriend. Another great, great actor. Paul Savino. I can go down a list of great actors in this movie. Samuel Jackson was in this mm-hmm. movie um good fellas you know it goes it goes hard and fast but it's long and you know it's just a great film my film man and um
0: yeah yeah, it's, it's a great film awesome all right number five number five number five i got the dark knight
1: okay okay yeah i mean
0: you got gary oldman you got um aaron eckert christian bell heath Ledger. I can't, it's like,
2: I can't get over Christian Bale's voice, though. I, I hate. Oh,
1: yeah, his voice was the, the. I hate. What it was changes.
2: I need with, to serve victory. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on,
0: man. Oh, uh, but there was good. one scene where uh, Two Face was—he was in the hospital. Oh yeah, Aaron what? Eckhart, he killed that. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Heath Ledger's character, his eyes were open. He was literally awake. Right. He, the, Heath Ledger's character came in with like a surgical mask over his face, dressed up like a nurse, right, with the paint. Like you know, this is you know the Joker. <laughs> right, right. He was right. like, oh. Just startled by looking at him, like, dog, you know who it is." Uh, but yeah, solid man, Heath Ledger—he—he—he he, killed, he killed it, it. Yeah, he killed he it. He killed it, man. Last film that he had, outside that
2: That's that's one of those few roles where an actor kind of gives up his life for a role. I mean, we don't know what was going on, but we yeah. know that the Joker takes a lot out of you. Even yeah. Jack Nicholson said it. Whew. Yeah, solid. Yeah, I love the Dark Knight. Next, All right. oh, you go ahead. All right, I already said my six.
0: No, five. Five. Four, oh,
2: five. Oh, five. Um my five is <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I don't miss nothing, Randy. Don't laugh you at me. You already
1: missed twelve.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh five is Crooklyn.
1: Okay. Yes. Okay, when that dog popped out the couch. Yo, man. <laughs> Probably
2: my second favorite Spike Lee okay. movie, man. Um, I feel like this film spoke to my childhood a little bit. Even though I'm an only child, I just love the thought of like I love the scenes where they're out playing in the street because that connected to me playing with my friends out in the street. Yeah. Um, the young girl that was in the starring role was great, Alfie Woodard, mm-hmm. and, uh Darryl Roy Lindo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um you had Isaiah Washington, mm-hmm. just just a great list of uh casts in this film. Um Yeah, man, I felt like this film spoke to the era that Spike Lee was speaking to, which I think was the early 70s, I believe.
0: Mm. I think so, yeah.
2: You go from Brooklyn to North Carolina, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the little girl had lived with her um aunt and uncle for a while, <laughs> and I just felt like it's a coming of age film, and I think yeah. like Spike Lee mm-hmm. did it very well. But
1: like a lost part of our culture. Yeah, the whole living up north and then going down south. Yeah, yeah. because now everybody just lives in one spot now, yeah. whereas opposed to you know everybody, you know, some of your fa- family stayed in the south, mm-hmm. and then some of your family moved up north, and but you would go visit, yeah. and that's like that's definitely like a lost part of our culture, it's especially like trusting. Like loving and knowing a family member so much that you would send your child down there.
2: And you don't da- see that no more. Yeah. My dad's from the South. We used to travel to North Carolina because that's where he grew up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we went to Tennessee all the time. It on family vacations. And
1: I went to Alabama one time.
2: <laughs> this <laughs> film spoke to me, Take man. You back I, to I really loved it.
0: <laughs> and I just love the way that Spike Lee directs. Like the whole scene where she's with Huff the Paint and she was like just gliding down the street. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, she got high. Right. That was, that was hilarious. hilarious yeah. The convenience store scene when mm-hmm. a woman's like dancing, like Ain't no punta. It's just a lively <laughs> movie, man. It's lively.
0: All right. Uh, did you go? This
1: is number five. Yeah, five. The Lion King.
0: I was gonna okay. put that in there. this uh, the only animated
1: to. film in my top in my top fifteen?
0: Yeah, I got one too, yeah. But
1: I love everything about yeah, this film. I, I love the soundtrack. I love the stage play. I love that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I yeah. love everything about And the you're dragon. gonna
2: love the remake. Probably not.
0: Probably not, yeah. I don't
2: know. <laughs> do you like the Jungle Book? Jungle Book remake was
0: solid. It was good. i wanna see
2: Dumbo tomorrow. Oh,
0: I wanna see that. Oh my god! I'm, I
2: fear that that's a musical. I don't want to see it. I like <laughs> Randy's Tim. like, nope. Listen, I like Tim Burton, but
0: listen, I didn't like the original Dumbo cartoon, so I have no interest <laughs> in seeing this new <laughs> Dumbo remake. I need
2: something to do, Randy. <laughs> I mean, right. The Lion King is a great film, man. You it know, like, Hamlet with lions. Yeah, definitely. You know, you got Mufasa, you got Scar, <laughs> actors. Sure. You got Matthew Broderick. You got uh Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. Who else we got here? James Earl uh, Jones.
0: Jim, yep. The little kid from. Uh... <laughs>
2: Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
0: Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yep, yeah, That's yeah, his name. Yeah. I love Thomas. Great
1: really. voice actors.
2: <laughs> great story. One of Disney's favorite. Best animated films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Four. Four.
0: And I look at the times. Right,
2: we, we on the top five. Let's go. All right, We're top we, four. We, we got to rush through this.
0: Not- <laughs> <laughs> We're on four right now. <laughs> I know what we got. All right. right. I said like, Avengers Infinity War. Count. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Okay. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to add keep it like broad like the Avengers series but I, I like this one I like sort of the, the, the Thanos ending. the Thanos character yeah right the character the villain actually wins at the end I kind of like that you know, I, you, I love yeah.
2: how Endgame doesn't show you what's gonna happen. I, I love it.
0: I can't wait to see Endgame. Yeah, shoot. Yeah,
2: it's a ballsy ending, man. That that yeah. probably is one of the best Avengers films for the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm a rush through. I got number four. Hoop dreams.
1: Okay. Oh, I, put I didn't know we could put documentaries in. I mean, it's a film. It's a film. I guess you know. You. <laughs>
2: so, um, you know, it's uh, my
1: list would have been all documentaries.
0: Oh,
2: I didn't know we could put horror films in. <laughs> <laughs> Randy stop stop Randy but that
1: is like literally like the best it's the I
2: best love doc- who one documentary. the best I've ever seen man cause I thought Seriously. listen I'm glad y'all know about this film yes man. you follow two kids who want to be the next Michael Jordan or Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas through um, middle school to high school and it's just one of the great films of all time and the Criterion DVD I got has kind of like a life after documentary mm-hmm. where, it talks, where it follows up with the kids as to how they're living today mm-hmm. like that. it's a great movie man cool alright so what's your four the Departed. Oh, yeah. The great Scorsese film. The man. That's
0: what, four Scorsese films, I think?
2: And it,
1: it's like you start off with hope. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, like,
2: nope.
1: damn. <laughs> like, oh,
2: everybody got God in that movie. Everybody. Everybody, everybody. <laughs>
1: everybody got God. But like. Spoiler just, alert.
2: But I mean,
1: but it's just like you—you know—you have a little hope, you know. The you know the Leonardo DiCaprio plays a character torn in between two worlds, and you know he's a cop, right? And mm. it's just like you have hope, like he he's found love, and, and it just is bad. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. He dies. Yeah. yeah. What's that? His baby.
2: The ending scene. What's that? that his baby. Listen, the ending scene is amazing because Matt couldn't, right. Matt
1: couldn't get it up. You're right because Matt couldn't get it up. Matt's oh. character couldn't get it up.
2: So was that? His baby. I, I, I don't but know, he, uh, but like the ending imagery is amazing, man. How you oh, go for to, sure. You go to the window and you got the rat, like the literal rat right by the Capitol building. Is like that ending imagery, like Scorsese's the goat, man. And
1: Matt Damon did his thing. Like yeah, I don't like his character. Like I don't like. The character, but, like, he did his thing like that, that whole thing. Everybody was great. Yeah, everybody yeah. was Nicholson, great. Nicholson,
2: you know, you had my oh, man yeah. who was in Beowulf. Uh, I forgot his name, Ray Winstone. Everybody did their thing. Mark Wahlberg, even. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. All
0: right, we got to run through this.
2: All right, three. Three. I'm going to go, man. Uh, I got, I'll go, I'll
0: go. I'm got. go go.
2: i going to make it sweet, man. Finding Nemo, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite oh, Pixar That's a good movies. one. It's probably my, my favorite Pixar film, man. You know, it's, it's, in my, it's in my heart. You know Ellen DeGeneres, Albert Brooks—they did their thing, heartwarming, funny, everything.
0: Awesome. I got Get Out, freshman uh, film by Jordan Peele. Okay. Okay. You know, definitely challenged uh, our, our con- preconceptions of what horror movies look like. You know, okay. I liked it. I like. Okay. Um, yeah, keep it at that.
1: My number three is also a horror movie. It's old as hell. It's uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Okay, I remember that one. It's a movie with Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. <laughs> I
0: don't, I've never seen that. Ryan
2: Murphy made a series about
0: that.
1: Yeah. Um. Just a short synopsis. Uh, Joan Crawford. Um. Well, Betty Betty Davis was this famous child actress in her mm-hmm. youth, but Joan Crawford is her sister, and then she kind of outpaces her as far as acting goes. And then mm-hmm. one night an accident happened. Joan Crawford's character ends up paralyzed and in a wheelchair. And Betty Davis' character is taking care of her. It's kind of like a misery, yeah. where she's abusive uh, she to her and things like that. And then, like, the twist at the end, where, like, you know, the whole movie, like, Joan Crawford's innocent. She's in a wheelchair. She's disabled. Right. But at the <coughs> end, Joan Crawford's character confesses that she tried to kill her mm. and then end up paralyzing herself. Uh, and then, yeah. Betty Davis' character is like, damn, you, that means we could have been friends this whole time. Wow.
2: Did wow. you ever watch Feud? No. You should watch Feud because it talks about the feud that uh Bette, Bette Davis and Joan Crawford had behind the scenes.
1: And I think that was kind of like made the movie because they were like kind of they weren't overacting, but they were yeah. trying to out act each other. Right, oh, right. Uh, like, so, that yeah, that's like thing. that's top right. three. Mo- like, I love that movie. Love, love, love it.
2: OK, so we got we got two in one. We can say it all at the same time. Okay. All right.
0: Pulp Fiction. Two, okay. uh What's Boys and then, oh, sorry. Oh. Pulp Fiction, then Training Day for number okay. one. Okay, Training Day. Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> that is just like a personal favorite of mine. Uh, okay, you said personal right. favorites. Though. All right. Why aren't you making number one special? <laughs> right. So, that's it. why I'm like that's no. all two and
1: then one because it's something hey, else.
0: it's a movie that I like, like this, man. Like yeah, but you can do it in order. Um, yes. Okay. All right. You. Whether you say. Two 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 or two one two one two one. It's the same amount of time. Okay, let's right. re- let's reflect on Pulp Fiction.
2: Okay, probably Quentin yeah, Tarantino's jo- best right. film. Yeah, John Volta,
0: Sam Jackson, Uma Thurman, um, Ving Rhames. So uh, Pulp
1: Fiction was your number one?
0: No, number mm-hmm. two. two. And
1: number one was I Training like
0: Training Day. Day. Training Day is like a, I just love that movie. I mean, is it wrong that I love Training Day? Or something? No, man. This is subjective, All right. man. All right.
2: If you love Training, Day, I don't care if Biodome is your number one. <laughs> <laughs> that movie uh, was I just
0: love Denzel. But I love Denzel's acting in that. Was, he, he did an amazing job. He, he
2: killed it. He killed it. Yeah, because of Pulp Fiction, I try to like not say what so many times. <laughs> <Right. You laughs> what what <laughs> I try to think about what I'm saying. But yeah, I, I love Training real. Day. Training Day was awesome. Ethan Hawke was great in that movie yes. too. Yes. Yeah, um, okay, so I got two, Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. And y'all know what one is, man. Come on, man. Kill Bill. Oh, Kill yeah. Y'all, y'all, Bill? Yeah. Kill Bill. I mean? mean, Listen, man, Um, I count them both as one. Mm-hmm. No. You can't. I no. can't do that? All right, uh, I say volume two. Volume okay. two, then. Okay. Uh, look, man, I mean, that film to me is everything. It has, like, action, comedy, drama. I love the music,
0: too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Uma Thurman did her damn thing. Like, I can't believe she wasn't nominated. Like, like, Quentin Tarantino's best film is Pulp Fiction, but that's like my favorite film, just for multiple reasons. (laughs)
0: It's my keys. It's my keys. It's my keys. I get like
2: that when I'm excited,
1: though.
0: (laughs) All right, so you got Shana.
1: My number two is Boys in the Hood. Never. My number one is Dead Presidents. Oh, that wow. is the, no. My number one was not hard to come up with. Yeah, it was all the other ones, but yeah. Dead Presidents is my favorite movie. Like uh, the Hughes brothers did their thing. Mm. The Ted did their thing. Like the whole thing where like the war mm-hmm. and the impact on the people in the war from the war when after they come home. Mm. I just love, love, love Their president And the soundtrack. Like, the soundtrack is basically a compilation. Yeah. But the order of the songs is just what made the soundtrack just, like, everything. So, yep, Their Presidents, my favorite movie of all time. What you think about the ending? Uh i mean you gotta go to jail (laughs) but i mean i feel and but the press like but the i said the president but martin sheen played the judge Mm -hmm. yeah um he wasn't trying to hear that shit like okay like i mean i i love i i I love everything about the film i love the ending i mean but how else was it going to end
2: yeah. Was it without parole or just life in prison? I forgot that ending. I think it was like life. It was life in prison. Okay, yeah. all right. It was Shoot. just parole, but uh, yeah that that ending uh, that ending was raw, man. Like and I love Keith the, David with the Isaac Hayes playing. Yeah. Keith David, Clifton, Powell, Clifton one of, Powell, one of his best roles yeah. actually. For real. Um who is we got Bookum Woodbine who did his thing as yeah. Yeah.
1: Chris Tucker. Chris, tu- oh, yeah. Chris Tucker.
0: Overdose. Overdose that. That presence was
1: a good idea. The Wright.
2: Yeah, and
0: Boucher Wright. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. right, this was this was fun. I enjoyed <laughs> this, this. took up the whole
2: time, man. I told y'all the, this was a good <laughs> <this> idea. <laughs> <this> <laughs> took the whole
0: time. Y'all, Imagine
1: this, if we had twenty five, we had to pay Randy extra money. Right. we had to
0: go <laughs> an hour over. But y'all, this is great. Uh, anything closing, wanna wrap up or
2: yeah, I say uh comment, give feedback. Well, let us know what your top ten to fifteen favorite movies are. You know what I mean? Uh like and share. Um that's all I got. And this is nuanced, man. This is subjective. You know, yeah. we're not saying these are the best films of all time. These are the best films of all time to us.
0: Thank you all for listening. Please like and share.